Welcome to the Eagle Eye Podcast, the number one show to bring you all things Club America in English. Your hosts for today, Ivan Pineda, Christian Rosendo, and everyone's favorite cowboy, Dylan Jimenez. Let's start the show. gentlemen and welcome to another edition of the eagle eye podcast a very special edition as today we talk all things lady aguilas on this show today we're going to be recapping that two nil victory and a great start to the season by america feminine and then of course we're going to be previewing the upcoming san luis game as well but as before i get any further into today's show let me introduce my co-host brooklyn's very own aj and everyone's favorite cowboy dylan jimenez gentlemen how are we Doing good, thank you very much. Just, you know, finally away from the heat here in New York, but now I'm just at home, chilling with the AC. All right, nice to hear, nice to hear. Dylan, How how's life in Texas? Life is if it's, it's good. It's, it's still the same uh, from Tuesday, so nothing has changed. Um, <laughs> nothing drastic from one no, no. day to another? <laughs> <laughs> nothing drastic has changed, no. All righty then. Well, before we go any further in today's show, I do want to address AJ's arrival to the team officially. So I do want to give a round of applause to the man coming over from all the way to from Brooklyn to join the Eagle Eye podcast. So AJ, we're very excited to have you on. This is going to be kind of your forte, which is going to be all things America Feminine. Of course, you're still going to be uh, very crucial in covering the men's as well. So uh, just tell us a little bit about, uh, you know, how you're feeling about coming on board on the Eagle Eye podcast. It's very exciting. Like, I cannot believe it. As soon as um, y'all asked, like, would you like to be the fourth member of the Eli podcast? I'm just like, oh, my gosh, this is actually happening. I get to be I get to talk about my favorite team in the entire world with an amazing group of people. So it's just overall a really amazing feeling to just be a part of this amazing group of people. Well, thank you very much. And I know a lot of people are very excited to have heard the news. Uh, you got a lot of love on Twitter. I'll tell you that much. There's a <laughs> lot of love on Twitter. Uh, you know, they, a lot of people are very excited that we've made this official and that you've come on over. And we're excited to have you and see what you're going to bring to the table. So let's, uh, let's hope for great things to happen, man. Against it likewise. Right. Okay, awesome. All right, then, gentlemen. Well, let's jump into this one. America Family debuted last week on Friday against Cruz Azul, a game we thought we weren't going to be able to watch. But fortunately enough for us, AJ here was able to find us a stream. Well, actually told us that America Family was streaming it live over on Facebook. Dylan, how did you feel coming into this one? We knew that the ladies were coming in into this game, you know, very confident. We were able to speak to Jen Munoz just a couple of days before kickoff, and she was very excited. She was very motivated and pumped, and she said that the feeling was all around the same in Coapa. Did you see the ladies perform to the standards that we were expecting them to? I already wouldn't say, um, you know, it was an awkward time for me for even the game to be on. I wouldn't say uh, watching them. Uh, was a, is a true statement for me what I did. I did a lot of more listening. Um, for many that don't know, you know, I'm a, I'm a reporter, I'm a journalist um, here in the Permian Basin. So, um, you know, I was trying to meet my deadlines and trying to uh, cutting it close, you know, just trying to focus on the game, listening to it, and also writing and editing at the same time for my video. Uh, but, you know, just hearing what I, uh, what I could hear and, you know, whenever I had a chance to even um, – pay attention to most of it um i i did hear a lot of good things uh you know obviously i kind of i missed the first goal because we i had trouble we had trouble fighting a stream uh but you know just be able to hear it you know it just seemed like america uh, a lot was on uh 
the, the offensive, you know, not, not too much of uh, being on the defensive, but, you know, um, overall, you know, it's a great win for this team. It's a great start to the season. Like you're mentioning, Jen pumping us up uh, for the season to start. And, you know, we're just looking for more um, as the next game comes. No, yeah, definitely, definitely. And well, AJ, as we're seeing right now on our screens, Jen Munoz gets to open the score sheet. You know, I'm going to say this much. She comes on the podcast. She scores a goal in the first day, in the first game. I'm not going to say that's a coincidence because I don't think that is a coincidence. But, you know, I'm just saying any player that wants to score, just hop on over to the UI podcast. But how did you see this game? How did you see the ladies at least open up this half? How did you think that they performed? And do you think that they performed to those standards that we kind of held them to? I feel like they performed, they performed really well in this game against Kusasu Feminine. We were just building up our play slowly. You know, first game of the new season. It's been a while since the uh, since they have played. So, you know, we're just giving the ball to everyone. Have a, have a bit of a touch on the ball. Get ourselves a rhythm going. So, overall, when Jennifer Munoz started opening things up, I feel like this team just got themselves situated like we're getting back to the way um things were from the season prior to, um, to this. So... Overall, they just played a really good game. We did everything offensively as we could, and we did everything well defensively, especially like with the defense. Our defense was really solid throughout the entire game. Justin Orhea was getting great stop, getting great stops, getting her foot on the ball. Andrew Lozada not allowing any of the forwards from Asu Femi to go so far up. Our left back and right back, Jimena Rios and Monica Rodriguez, doing what they do best in preventing crosses from happening. And JD Gutierrez, she was on point with all those amazing blocks as you can see from the video being played and from the midfield and the forward and forwards they were doing everything that they can in order to create chances yeah no i i, I think you put it perfectly i think all of these ladies stepped up to the plate now i'm not going to say that this was a perfect well-rounded game because if that was the case then america would have ended up walking out of this with four or five goals because they had the opportunities they just weren't as clinical as we expected them to be but they did the job uh, they got the job done and i will say this much in the first game, we expect a lot of things to go kind of a little bit rusty here and there. But, you know, even though the ladies had a bit of a transitional phase where I think fatigue started to play a part, you know, they kind of, you know, dug a little deep inside them and they were able to push on. And that's when you see America get that second goal late into the second half. Uh, really, I, I, I think you've covered it all, AJ. But let's talk a little bit more from each position going forward. And let's start from the back leading all the way to the front because I think you see a first 45 minutes in which I think America go out and press Cruz Azul and you know because of their pressing they cause a little bit of a mistake at the back as you see right here with Jen Munoz's goal you know Cruz Azul feminine players you know uh, just a little bit don't really know what they're they're doing in the first opening minutes and then of course you know Jen Munoz pounces on this how did you how uh, First of all, let's talk about Jen's goal. How did you How did you see it? Did you like it? It's a bit of an unorthodox goal, but still a very nice one. Um, it was a good goal, but at the same time, I think even from Jen Munoz's reaction, she was confused, like having no idea. She just shot the ball, hope for the best, and it did go off. I think the um Grusasu play um Grusasu defender, and then off the goal, he said it's one of those things. It's like a goal's a goal. Like you really can't complain. About no matter how sloppy or how nice it was, as long as the ball goes into the back of the net, it's a goal, and she'll just take. You know, she'll happily take that any day. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Dylan Jen obviously was on the podcast just a couple of days before. Gets herself a goal. How did you see her performance? In, uh, not well. Not how did you see? Because of course <laughs> you weren't <laughs> watching it 100. percent But let me rephrase the question. How vital is it 
how vital is was it for Jen Munoz to get off to the good start the way that she just did against Cruz Azul? I don't think just her in general. I just think this whole team. Um, like you said, though, I don't think this is necessarily a, a, a well-rounded game. Uh, you saw a lot of good things, a lot of positives, you know, a lot for this team to build off of. Uh, I, I think this team played um, great, though. I think this team played uh, very well together, as you can see, the gel um, with the chances that were created. You just wanted to see this team score more than two goals, um, you know, but getting that and, you know, building the confidence now, you know, you got about, what was it after this, after this game, well, about 10 days, you know, before your next game. So you had a lot to build over, you know, if you're going back, looking at the tape, um, you know, um, seeing what you can improve on uh, still, because every player knows that, you know, you don't have one good game. You got to keep building off of that. Um, so overall, you know, this team just got off to a great start from what I could hear not necessarily watch the whole time, but uh, it, it, it was just very vital, you know, to come out and get three points to start the season. No, yeah, definitely. Definitely. And AJ, we were talking about, you know, these players in each position kind of playing their part and their role. But let's talk a little bit about this formation because we were expecting a 4-4-2. But really what we got on the pitch for the majority of the match was a 4-3-3. And I thought it was a very, very interesting formation for Coyar to go out and utilize. What was your thoughts on it? And do you think this is something that we could see from the ladies moving forward? So, like, I understand that Coyar, like, over the years, he has come out with different formations with players like playing in different positions where I'm like, I've never seen him play. For example, like in the, like you mentioned, America Fanny played a 4-3-3. We had Marlene Gampa in the left midfield side when Riyadh, she's all forward. So I'm kind of thinking, has she played this position before? Um, So like, it was just a bit like really weird for like everyone else here, like that I'm seeing from the lineup here, like they play in the positions that they usually do, but just to see like one player out and if it's not, I've never seen them play for before. It's just like what Square are trying to do. At some point, though, in the game, it seemed like they were going in as a 4-4-2. Like they, we see Dorian Hernandez, who was playing on the left wing, and Hannah Gutierrez, who was playing on the right wing. They were falling back with the midfielders. They just they don't want to make sure they were too far up ahead. But overall, I mean, I guess this made one of Square's experiments. Like, you know, it's the first game of the season. We have a whole bunch of different players coming into the scene that signed up. I guess you're trying just to test the wars and see like which player could play where and can they be versatile in this position that they play on. So in case we want to put another player in that position, we can then have like one of our starting players that we usually have and just put her in this position instead. So no, yeah, I mean it's 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 very interesting, and I I am curious to see what you think the next formation is going to be against Atlético San Luis. We will get there a little bit later on in the show, but let's talk a little bit more about this América Cruz Azul game because whilst it did start off very well for the ladies, I think they took their foot off the gas pedal a little bit, and then you saw Cruz Azul get a little bit more chances than maybe what we would have liked them to, but. Credit going to J.D. Gutierrez, who I know was not in your initial starting 11, um, AJ. But how do you feel about her coming up and, and, and coming up in these big moments, making these big saves for this team? I'm always happy like to see that she's getting the starting spot. Like I know last time that she played, which was against Sholo Femini, she conceded three goals. I mean, I know it was a bit of a bomb. I think like in coming into this game, she wanted to like make up for the mistakes that she did last time that America Femini has played in the season. Her making these amazing saves for her team has like definitely proved that she is definitely in contention for being the number one goal to taking the number one goalie spot in America Feminine. So just to see her like always going up with her defenders 
and helping out, whether it's the clearing the ball or staying in her box to get, um to block the ball and to prevent from Gurusu Femini from trying to score a goal at all. So just seeing this made me really happy for her to start and showing that passion that she has playing as a goalkeeper and letting everyone everyone that is watching her know that I that I can definitely be the number one goalie in this team. No, yeah, definitely. Dylan, obviously, like we mentioned previously, JD is someone that we followed very closely and we're big fans of her because of what she's been capable of doing at such a young age, such a remarkable career she's had in, in such a short time. How important is it for her to walk away with a clean sheet? And you've seen the highlights. You've seen that she made some big saves this game. How important is this to kind of keep cementing that starting position role and to tell Cuellar, I am your goalkeeper? Yeah, no, I, I think she's already made that statement. It's just, you know, in the past, you know, we've kind of seen uh, uh, that a little bit of rotation going, uh, which, you know, was because of uh, her injury. So, you know, you saw her not to get in there a couple of times, uh, you know, previous keepers too. But, I, you know, I just think it says a lot, you know, for just from her back line, uh, you know, and just her coming up with those crucial saves. Um, you did. I don't know if you remember seeing it in the highlights, but I thought at first, you know, she could uh, have still sent a cross in like uh, – to her far post and she was trying to get there she got a hand to it but it looked like she like hit it towards the Cruz Azul player that was running back post and I thought they were yeah. going to score and make it one run right there and so <laughs> it looked I, like it yeah and I got kind of nervous I was like when because I was just sitting there and I was listening to it as much as I could like I said and then I heard that and I was like damn like they scored and then I looked and then I saw the replay and everything I was like okay like you know it's just it was just a mistake but JD got bailed out but you know I think I think whenever Cuellar sees mistakes like that you know he's gonna he might have uh, a little bit of questioning in him, but other than that, I think it was a pretty solid game from JD. Uh, so, you know, um, I think she's made her statement before. It's just, you know, staying healthy and unlike in past seasons and for her to keep in that starting spot. No, yeah. I mean, I, I completely agree. I, I wouldn't say so much. It was, I mean, I think she could have done a little bit better with that cross, but, you know, like we mentioned, right, Dylan, a goalkeeper sometimes needs that a little bit of luck throughout the game. And she definitely had it. You know, she definitely had it in the moment. So we're uh, we're happy to see that, you know, she's cementing herself as a starting goalkeeper. And I do hope that these rotations have stopped and that she continues to be the goalkeeper for this upcoming match. Now, let's talk about a player that debuted in an America jersey in that back line. Jocelyn, AJ, talk to me more about her and, and what you thought about her, because I think she was by far one of the best, if not the best players out on the pitch. I know a lot of people are going to say Jen Munoz did a great job because she definitely did. Um, and then our forwards as well, you know, Dani getting her goal. But I think if I'm looking, you know, at who was just, you know, constantly calling for the ball and who was constantly going in for challenges and, and looking for, for, that, uh, for that opportunity, it was definitely Jocelyn. Justin Orihead, she was just all over the field, like you said. Like you said, Ivan, um, from from being in her spot as a defender, she would occasionally push up to the midfield, trying to help her teammates out, whether it's through a through ball, maybe trying to make a cross or just pass it to one of her midfielders. And then it's also just really amazing how she's able to just go right back to her spot, even if there's not even a counter attack happening yet. But she just wants to make sure that the at the back line that there's going to be no open spots for an Asu Femini player to try and go through. And when that did happen, Justin, Justin was all over that defender, whether putting her foot onto the ball to prevent it, or she's doing a slide tackle, or just simply just clearing it out. So it's just pretty amazing to see like how a defender like her is just able to just move freely up front, even act as a midfielder at time to just fill in that spot while everyone else is just going up ahead. So I just found that really impressive for Justin. And for me, 
my opinion, she might also have been like one of the reasons like why America has kept a clean sheet. Except for um JD. JD also did a great job. I feel like as well that Joss was an important part into preventing from the Asu play, um Asu Femini players from trying to um, create chances. Yeah, no, no. I I completely agree with you on that and everything that you just said. Dylan, we know that America has sometimes been lacking that kind of strong presence in, in the back line. And now to see Jocelyn come from Tijuana to America, adapt so well to the team and to the environment and to just get off on a great start. And, you know, you hear from AJ, you heard it on the broadcast and you're seeing it on these highlights that she's just she's such a big presence on the pitch and she's such a big presence in that back line. You have a sense of more security now for America, you know, in the defense, how does it feel like knowing that we finally have something like that back? Oh, it, it feels good. I think the last time, you know, I kind of uh, remember that was back whenever America um, had uh, Marlene Diaz in that back line. Um, so, you know, it's great. It's great to see see that back. Um, you know, you look at some of the past ones too, like Verdugo. Um, you know, I feel like Jocelyn's a, a little bit better than that. But, um, you know, it's great to have that too, you know, she's she's got the she's got the height too which is great you know i love to see you know something aimed more towards her when it comes to set pieces uh so we'll just kind of see how it goes down the line but so far you know it's it's gelling great um and you wanted to keep it that way no yeah definitely definitely well this team as a whole ended up playing a pretty good solid game i won't say that it was a, a very perfect game because like i mentioned i think fatigue ended up happening around in the second half they they closed out the first half better than they uh you know uh better than they started the second half because i think Rusul ended up having a little bit more of the ball in the second half and you know like i mentioned you know whether it was fatigue or something you know out of transition i don't know but AJ, talk to me a little bit more about this team and in the second half. Did you did you like what you were seeing? Were you a little bit worried at times that Cruzul maybe, you know, were having a little bit too much too many chances for comfort? And then talk to me a little bit about the substitutions Koyar make. Did you like uh, them? Um, I like the substitutions they make to start off with. So like in the fifth minute, we had um Hannah Gutierrez taken out because she did get a yellow card. So Koyar didn't want to risk her getting another yellow. So we actually had um Dalia Molina going in, which and she made her debut. Yeah, Marlene Kappa coming on the 70th minute, and then we had um, Betsy Cuevas going in. In the eighth minute, we had Monica and Jennifer taking out for Janae and Celine Valera. So I think, like, overall, these are some um, changes that I felt like, wait, I wanted to add, I guess, more creativity to it. Because Moline, Dalia Molina could play as a four, but she was being put on the right wing. So I guess you want to help out in her using her pace and her stature to just be able to um, do some crosses to give it to Dani Espinosa to get some goals. And with Betty Cuevas, she's a center attacking mid. She could push up and also help out as a second striker. So in case that Dani's not up front, Cuevas can come from behind or she can go up front and get a chance to um, take it a goal. During the very end, we did have Salim Velera taking Monica's spot, I guess just to make sure that maybe we didn't want to risk an injury happening to Monica. So we had down the defensive, and then we just put in Janae Gonzalez in for a bit just to see if she could try to create a play or two. But then, like, yeah. yeah. And then when we go into the game, actually, like, during the second half, Crucial at the end had, like, 15 fit had fifteen shots in total, with only eight of them being on target. During the second half, I felt like they wanted to start pushing um, America to the limits and try to see, like, how much can they try to break the defense before it, fall, um, before it falls apart completely. But I felt like the defense NJ was able to just really take care of Eric to prevent Asul Femini from trying to score some goals. Oh, yeah. 
Definitely. Definitely. Now let's talk a little bit about that second goal. Dylan, talk to me a little bit about it because you've seen it in the highlights and I think you even mentioned it. It looked like for a second that Danny kind of maybe jumped yeah. a little bit too early, but it seems like she might have just timed it to perfection. Yeah, yeah, it really has. Like, I don't know, like you, you go back and look at it and like, I just thought like, man, like she jumped too high, like, you know, she jumped too soon. But then like she barely gets, she gets to head her off too. I think you look at the Cruz Azul keeper too. It looks like she kind of stutter step, which I mean, you know, you know, you either commit or you don't. And, you know, yeah. that, that stutter step just, just uh, messes you up. And obviously she paid for it too. Um, but, you know, no, I think it was a great goal, a, a perfect cross too. I think uh, Danny did a good job getting in front of the defender and, uh, um, getting up, obviously, too. Uh, even though it kind of felt weird. It looked weird for a second, but then, like you know, at the end, you kn- you knew it wasn't weird because you know you're able to get that goal. But uh, you know, a, a great way, you know, to really end the game. You know, to put it in the bag and uh, get three points. No, yeah, I think you mentioned it perfectly. A great way to start off the season: three points in the bag in a in a away win and against you know once one of your better rivals in the classic Cohoven. so very very good stuff from america feminine in this campaign aj anything else you want to add on in regards to this game before we kind of wrap it up i just want to say that that second goal by daniel Spinoza, it's like as if she was in outer space like bill mentioned she just jumped in the air and i'm like is this going in and i went and i just screamed on the top of my lungs i'm like what a goal i just love that cross from um dalia molina it was so perfect. And as soon as Danny got into the air, I'm just like, oh, it's going in. That's it. That goal isn't doing anything. Oh, one more thing do, I do want to add. Um, Justin Orejel, Veronica Perez, and Daria Molina did make their debuts in this game. Um, Justin and Veronica played the full 90 minutes. And um, Dalia came in in the 55th minute. So it's just really nice to see like some of our new signs um, being able to play on the pitch with this um, New America Feminine squad. No, yeah, definitely. This is awesome. It's awesome that they got, you know, their first opening minutes and now they, you know, have a long season ahead. But I think that these ladies have quite the mindset, you know, talking to Jen Munoz like we did last week. You know, she mentioned that the team is focused, determined and ready. And, you know, the bar is set high and that, you know, they know the expectations ahead of them. And, you know, they're they're out there. And like she mentioned, they're out here to play with everything that they have. 110 percent every single time, every single game that they are out on the pitch and. You know, hopefully all of that comes to fruition. So shout that shout out to the ladies who, you know, performed to a very good standard. And if you guys want to listen to that Jen Munoz interview, make sure you guys do so. You can find it over on our YouTube page. You can find it over on our Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, wherever it is that you want to listen to us. You guys can find over that interview. You guys will not be disappointed. It is an interview that does not Uh, That ages very well because even though we do talk a little bit about the opening of the season, we do get to talk uh, more uh, about Jen Munoz's career, about her as a person and all that stuff. So you guys definitely do not want to miss out on that interview. And again, thank you to Jen Munoz for coming on to the podcast. And hey, look, it came to fruition. She scored a goal. Like I mentioned, hey. Any one of you guys, any one of you ladies listening to this right now wants to go out and score a goal, you guys know exactly where to hop on right before game day. All right. That's all I got to say. Right, gentlemen? (laughs) Yes. Yeah. <laughs> All righty then. Well, very good start to the season, Dylan. Exactly what we were hoping for. Three points on the road and a clean sheet. Could we have expected anything better? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, goals. more goals. goals I, I mean, yeah, four goals. But yeah, but no, no. I mean, a great start. I mean, I don't, I don't think you can ask for anything else. I just wanted uh, Marlene Gampa to score a hat trick. That's all I said. I had a prediction. Danny Espinosa is going to score, and I said Marlene Gampa to score three. But maybe, hopefully, next time she'll get that hat trick. 
Well, I mean, we'll have to wait and see. But you know, as soon as she does, you've already committed to getting that kit for yes. uh, with her with her name. So, <laughs> oh, we'll have to wait and see, AJ. Let's let's not get up ahead of ourselves. But we are going to be, you know, very uh, keeping an eye very closely on the ladies and how the season progresses and talking about their season. Ten days later, America is now going up against Atlético San Luis. They are going to be playing on Monday. At the same time, unfortunately, for those of us uh, who are not going to be glued to our TV screen so early in the day, but it's going to be at 2 p.m. Pacific time, 5 p.m. Central time, and 4 p.m. No, sorry, 4 p.m. Central time, 5 p.m. Eastern time. You guys can catch that game live on Tudene here in the States. So you guys don't have to scramble around for a uh, for a link, which I know, AJ, you were doing so. You were looking everywhere. I know you said you found like three Chinese League games, four Saudi Arabia <laughs> ones, but you just could not find an America Feminine League game. And I'm telling you, it's difficult. I know how it goes, but uh, excited that this game is going to be on to the end. And the ladies have quite the difficult matchup going into this game. San Luis is not... I will say this. San Luis on paper is a kind of much easier rival. But Dylan, as we know, whenever these teams go up against America, it's like they they reinvent themselves and completely change their tactics and who they are and how they play and usually end up giving America a really good run for their money. How should the ladies be coming into this game or at least how should Leo Coyard be approaching this matchup? I think, you know, he sticks to the game plan he had, you know, against Cruz Azul. Um, Obviously, you know, we wanted more goals, but, you know, if you look at it, the way this team played, you know, they created plenty of chances. And if you keep to that same game plan, keep it simple, uh, even though that's hard to do um, in soccer and football um, to keep it to keeping it simple. Um, I just think that's what you got to do. You got to stick to the game. You know, I, would, I wouldn't be surprised, you know, if we see a little pressing uh, like we did against Cruz Azul. Uh, but um, overall, I think he just sticks to it. You know, I, I think we I think we can obviously Back, put away a few more goals than we did last time, but uh, we're gonna have to just wait and see how this team uh, comes out. No, yeah, it, it's gonna be interesting, AJ. I, I want you to give me your predicted lineup, and then we'll kind of go off of there and see what exactly America has planned for this upcoming game on Monday. So I'm going in with a four-four-two formation. So I'm gonna have JD Gutierrez as our starting goalkeeper on left back. We have Jimena Rios. Our two center backs will be Justin Orejel and Ana Lozada. Our right back is gonna be our captain Monica Rodriguez. Then when we look at the midfield, our left midfield is going to be Montserrat Hernandez. And we're going to have Veronica Perez and Jennifer Munoz in the midfield. We have on the right on right mid, we're going to have Jenny Gonzalez. And I'm, from, I'm going with Daniela Espinosa and Dalia Molina. All righty then. I like this formation. I really, really do. But I don't know what you gentlemen think. I think America really would thrive off another 4-3-3 formation. I don't know. I just I look to be very well. I think it fit a lot of players' roles very well. And then we're looking at someone like Jen Munoz, who kind of, you know, we've kind of put a lot of pressure on her to kind of be this talisman of this team. She looks very comfortable roaming around in the midfield. She had a little bit more liberty. She would sometimes play, you know, play a little bit more deeper. Sometimes she had a little bit more of an opportunity to roam around on that right-hand side a little bit more. Hence why you see her score that goal. She has liberty to go up and down. I, I don't think she has much of that when we play a 4-4-2 formation. Or at least, I don't know, Dylan, what do you think? Should we stick with this 4-4-2 or kind of go to what Leo Coyard implemented and play this 4-3-3 formation against San Luis? I think you go back to the to the old, that old cliche, you know, don't, fi- um, don't fix it. Um, don't change if it. If it ain't broke, don't if fix it. it. Broke, yeah, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Yeah. Um, but... Uh, 
I think, you know, you, you kind of have to wait and see because we've seen this 4-4-2 in the past. Uh, but I do like to see this uh, or hear, should I say, because at this point I'll probably be hearing the game more than I'd be watching it. Um, <laughs> uh, I, I, I feel I want to hear again uh, the same thing from the commentators, you know, of the of this, of this side creating chances, you know, getting me to, uh, you know, get off of work and, you know, just to be able to go back and, you know, watch the game for a hot second before I have to go back to writing and editing and everything. Um, but uh, uh, I, I kind of want to see this fourth or hear this four four three three a little bit more. Uh, and I think that's maybe what Goyal is going to do if he sees that it was working. Yeah, I mean, I would just imagine that Goyal saw that, you know, it, it brought good stuff out from the players on the pitch that I think that he might want to implement that again against San Luis. AJ, Talk to me a little bit more about this 433. You've obviously seen that you've obviously, uh, excuse me, it's been a long day at work, guys. I, I can't even uh, get my words out, but you've obviously seen these ladies a little bit more closer. You've kept up with them a little bit closer than sometimes me and Dylan have been able to do so. Do you think a 442 suit, suits these players a little bit better, or do you want to see more of this 433 innovation? You know, the 433, the 3 at first I was confused just only because one player, Martin Campa, was playing it as a midfield instead of a four. But then, like, looking into the game, everything was working out pretty, pretty smoothly. Um, Monserrat Hernandez was just dishing out the crosses as, a, as um, a left winger. She's always constantly going up, or she's trying to cut inside and trying to find um, Daniela Espinosa to give the goal, too. But Hannah Gutierrez, that's the same thing, though she was not doing as many crosses, but instead she was kind of, like, supporting Danny Espinosa and going up front and trying to like cross her weight inside to try to get a shot and goal. With the midfield, it's just doing their job and just trying to create some plays, make some passes to their own wingers or to their forward if they have to in order for them to create the opportunity. And with the defense overall, defense is just fine. The defense is just fine as it is. Just we could do not, um, we shouldn't just allow um, our position to just be attacking our defenders as much like the Asu Femini game where they were just getting shot after shot after shot though we had the, we have we definitely have the defense and the goalkeeper to prevent goals from going in but I just feel like it will just give them way less pressure if we don't allow something like that so like with the 4-3-2 that Koyar implemented I feel it can go well but like Dylan said if any broke don't fix it with the 4-4-2 we could simply go with it or if we want to continue testing something out the 4-3-3 wouldn't be so bad after all all righty, then. Well, I mean, we'll have to wait and see exactly Monday what it is that Coyote is going to end up using. But let's talk a little bit more about this game. America does have two things going for them. One, they have that big road away victory, and they're coming into this one with a very good mindset. Two, they have home field advantage in this one. So, I mean, San Luis, at a, I guess could you could argue, are coming in a bit of a disadvantage. But at the same time, they know who they're going up against, and they know that if they pull off an upset, that can always, always salvage a little bit of their season. So, America Family know that they have a job to be, a job to be done, but it, you know, they kind of can't fall into the same complacencies as the men, and they have to know that they have to go out there and play the game, win the game, that the jersey itself is not going to do it for them. So, AJ, tactically speaking, how do you think these ladies have to approach this game right from the get-go? Um, I feel like just trying to like we try and want to score an early goal as soon as possible, just like, like we did in the Cruz Azul game, or we have an idea of what exactly we're gonna do. Play our usual game, feed our wingers the balls that we can get, get into cross to our forward, and just hope that the goals are gonna come in. Just like with Danny, like Danny Estinosa with Cruz Azul, she could have easily scored a hat trick, but just the post was causing a problem as the ball continuously kept hitting the post. It's not even like really the goalkeeper. That was doing the job instead it was just the post so if we can have that same Daniel Espinosa that we had in Cruz Azul 
into this Atletico San Luis game, I feel like she just might be the key to us into just getting us this victory, you know, getting herself back in, in a hat trick, maybe even want to save. I'm being that confident. I feel like if we can do what we were doing best, like in the first half where we were just attacking the so defenders, I feel we can come walk away here with the win. Definitely. All right, Dylan. Well, AJ said it's instrumental for this team to hurry up and get that uh, early goal. But we know that these teams like to play a very kind of compact style whenever they go up against America. And we even saw with the Cruz Azul in periods of the time where they did everything to kind of throw the uh, just park the butts in the back and wait for an opportunity to counterattack against our ladies. How do you think America needs to come out here and approach and try to break down that kind of tactic and where, you know, there's going to be little to no spaces going forward and you're going to see at least, if not all of the Atletico San Luis players be thrown into their own half, at least a majority of them? Um, well, you know, like you said, I think uh, Jim Munoz kind of frees up some space a little bit, you know, especially if they're going to be in that 4-3-3 kind of formation. Because I think you said it best, uh, I'm hearing it from you and obviously just listen to it too. Uh, you know, she kind of uh, roamed around a little bit more. Uh, she was more free to kind of make the runs where she wanted to. And I think this is going to be one of those players where Atletico San Luis is going to have to, you know, kind of lock down and see where she's going. And therefore, it's going to give them some space. And uh, more opportunities for, for like other players too to kind of come in, make an impact, especially with the chances they were created. I feel like you can still you're still able to create some chances. Um, you just got to pick and choose. You know which player. You, oh, I feel like that's what San Luis is gonna do is pick and choose which player you're gonna focus on. Which I feel like Jen Munoz is on top of that list, and then it just kind of go from there. And the America is gonna have to find the space. You know, vision um, eyes up, um, vision clear, and you know just attack from there. Yeah, I mean AJ, anything to add to that? Um, really, like like you mentioned, then like with the, like with Jennifer Munoz, I feel like Atletico San Luis are going to be keeping an eye on her, considering she's kind of like a playmaker in this team where she can go up front, she can even fall back if she needs to. Like from last game, um, uh, we have Veronica Perez where she was um she had eighty two percent on precision on her passing, where Jennifer Munoz had eighty four percent precision passing, while making like twenty eight important passes and thirty two passes. It's like. I feel like Atletico San Luis are going to play defensively in order to prevent their um, prevent our the feminine America feminine midfielders from trying to create so many plays because in the past America um, America have only played against Atletico San Luis once this was in July 29, 2019 in week three where it ended in a stalemate zero zero draw so if and America really were coming into this game with what was a really strong lineup it seemed they just could not get anything to come their way. So in this case, I feel like if San Luis does happen to stop the midfield, they're going to just stop the place completely because I feel like our defenders are definitely not going to be pushing up to try to create the plays. And then you have the wingers and forwards are just going to be stuck up front and not really gaining anything to the ball because our midfielders are just going to be focused on a lot. Yeah. No, I, I I think you put it perfectly. And I think the, both of you put it perfectly. It's it's going to be a, a tough game for these ladies to try to break down this Atletico San Luis defense. Uh, and just, you know, a lot of responsibility is going to fall uh, onto our midfielders to try to crack the code. And AJ, like you mentioned, this is, uh, you know, this is the second time that America is going to be coming up against some, you know, Atletico San Luis. And the first time that they did, correct me if I'm wrong, but that's Jen Munoz's debut, correct? Yes. Okay. Alrighty then. So this is an even extra special game for Jen because, you know, 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is an extra special game for her where she's gonna, you know, she's gonna be able to go up against a team that, you know, she debuted against. And a lot of pressure is gonna fall on her to kind of open up this midfield and end this defense and kind of just, you know, make things happen for America. We said that a lot of that responsibility was gonna fall on her shoulders this season. And I think it starts off against San Luis in a tough game in which where San Luis is just gonna park the bus. What is she gonna be able to do? She's gonna have if not one, two on her throughout the majority of the game. Dylan, is this one of those games where you just you just need Jen to step up into the moment? Yeah, I, I think so. I think Jen actually grabs maybe a, a goal on her six actually in this game. Uh, I think that's I think that's what you want her, want to see her do is you know get involved in um, some goal creating chances. You know whether it be a goal or assist, like I said. Um, so I I feel like every game is a big game for her to step up. You know and just to cement. Uh, more herself into this team, you know, into the history and, and into this club. Well, it starts off against Atletico San Luis. Let's see if she's able to kind of cope with all of that pressure that this other team is going to be putting on her, plus the added pressure of knowing that she holds in her feet the key to unlocking this uh, America for, uh, offense. And whether or not that's going to be happening, well, again, we'll have to wait and see on Monday. But uh, talk to me, uh, AJ. Do we know how San Luis are coming into this? Um, I feel like San Luis, they are coming off their first win this season. So both teams um, here at stake, they got three points that they're trying to fight for. I feel like none of these teams are really going to try to go for a job. I think with San Luis, they want to continue their streak because they've only played, this will be their third season playing, and they haven't been um, not so on fire. For, but I feel like this season won't be the season where they want to change that completely. Where they want to change that completely, so I feel like they're going to co- try to continue that winning streak that they got going on and trying to defeat America Feminine. Yeah, it's going to be interesting how they approach this game, and you know, it could be completely wrong. They might not park the bus, and they might take the game to America, and who knows? Maybe that might throw America off, uh, you know, off their horse. And I mean, we'll have to wait and find out how you know these ladies are, are, can cope with all that kind of you know, different tactics and everything, but it should be an interesting game. It should be a good one. It should be a fun one to watch if you are able to watch it. And if you are not able to watch it for whatever reason, for example, you might be at work like Dylan. He's going to be probably either hearing it or he's going to be tuning in to our live tweet with uh, AJ is going to be gratefully taking care of that. So if you cannot watch that game, make sure you don't miss a second of it over on Twitter. Make sure you follow us at Eagle Eye Podcast. He's going to be keeping you guys up to date with everything going on with America Feminine in that matchup. All right, gentlemen, let's kind of wrap this all up with our predictions. Gentlemen, two questions. Who is your, uh, who is the key player to watch for this game? And two, what do you think the end result is going to be? I'm going to throw it to you first, Dylan. Uh, I, I'm going to be honest. I think a key player here is going to be uh, Espinosa. Uh, you saw her, you know, even though she got that last, uh, her goal in the last uh, closing minutes of the game against Cruz Azul, uh, you know, you wanted to see her score more. You know, she uh, she had a lot more chances, uh, but couldn't find the back of the net. Um, so I feel like she's going to be pretty pivotal here and, you know, scoring against Atletico San Luis and, you know, getting a win for America. All righty then. Okay. AJ. Um, I actually got my eyes on Montserrat Hernandez. She was the one that did start everything off with her with her assistant Jennifer Munoz. And considering she's the um, um, she's the player with the most assists on this team, so I feel like if the ball is getting to her, she's usually going to be crossing um the ball over to Dani Espinosa or to anyone that's open up for the goal, or she's going to try to cross in and give herself a pass or go for a shot on goal because she is definitely capable of crossing 
uh, make, cutting her weight into the box and trying to have a shot at um, the goalkeeper. So I, I feel like she's going to be my player to um, look at this match. All righty, then your prediction? I got going for a 3-0 victory. I got for a 3-0 win. Alrighty, again, so adventurous with those scoreline predictions. But, uh, you know, great, rightfully so, I think these ladies have uh, three or more goals in them for this matchup. For me, the player to watch is definitely going to be uh, Jocelyn Orejel. I think she, uh, she she needs to continue that good run of form that she started off with. She needs to continue to command that back line the way that she was doing. So, uh, like I mentioned, she's such a huge presence in the back line because of her height, because of the kind of talent that she brings, that presence in that 18-yard box whenever America does have to defend a set piece or a corner. I think it's detrimental. I think some of the uh, other ladies look and, and are a little bit intimidated because she, you know, she might be a little bit taller than them or, you know, she, she she's not afraid to get physical. I'll say that much. She's not afraid to get physical either. So, I, you know, I, I just want her to continue that good run of form. And I think if she can continue to cement herself and, and this back line, just gels even more so gets another clean sheet i think we're looking at a very very good strong defense that can, can that can carry this team forward whenever they need to so for me the player to watch is definitely going to be jocelyn and then uh you know i think america is going to walk away with a nice two nil victory um there's so. one thing i would like to say with the um so America have made um, signs from the under-17 team. There are three players that America fan decide. These are Scarlett Lopez, Zaira Moreno, and Jenna Jimenez. One of them is Jenna Jimenez. She did, she is not on the roster, but that's because on Instagram, when she was answering questions from fans, someone was asking if you're going to be on the on the roster this season because when I looked up on the website for America Feminine, I saw that she, her name was not anywhere. That's because she did say that she did have like a small aneurysm in the heart, so that did take her out for the season. She said she's still signed with the team, but she said unfortunately, I'm not going to be able to play this season. She's just hoping that she's going to take this time to see like what's going on, and just hope that everything gets better for her in the future. So to Janet Jimenez, I'm really wishing you the best of luck in this, and I'm just really sorry to um, hear that, but I wish you nothing but the best in this recovery. Oh, yeah. Very unfortunate news. And obviously such a great talent that isn't going to be at our disposal. But hopefully for this upcoming next season that she, you know, she's going to be uh, all well and ready to get started for this upcoming season. And, you know, the docs give her kind of that green light to come back onto the pitch and play for America. So like you mentioned, the speedy recovery and we wish her all the best of luck for this uh, for this next season. Hopefully she's able to port uh, sport that America jersey. Yes. So. All right, gentlemen, anything to add on before we wrap this all up? No, I think we covered it all. We no, got all righty then. This we got is it fun. All. This, we definitely got it all. Well, we promised you guys in-depth lady coverage, and we're delivering here in the Ladies' Own Podcast. So thank you so much to everyone that joined. Thank you to everyone that's watching. Again, thank you to everyone that is listening, whether it is Spotify, iTunes, I, um, iHeartRadio, Podbean, wherever it is that you're listening to us, we thank you so much and we hope that you have enjoyed this coverage. Again, make sure you guys keep an eye out on all things Ladies Aguila over on our Twitter page and our Instagram at Eagle Eye Podcast. And then uh, we'll keep you guys up to date with everything in the matchup. Again, the ladies going up against Atletico San Luis. You cannot miss that match. 2 p.m. Pacific time, 4 p.m. Central, 5 p.m. Eastern. And like I mentioned, don't miss a, don't miss a beat. It's going to be on Tudene, and if you can't watch it, again, head over to our Twitter page. We got you guys covered. All righty, gentlemen, thank you so much for coming out here. AJ, welcome again to the Eagle Eye Podcast. It's great to, to officially have you on board onto the team. And Dylan, thank you for making the time to come out here tonight. Ain't no problem, man. 
Thank you. All righty then, gentlemen. You guys stay safe. Stay safe, everyone out there watching and listening. Wear your masks. And as always, make sure you use the hashtag Lady Aguilas. And uh, we'll keep you guys up to date, like I mentioned. And I'll see you guys in the next one. Until next time, as always, Arriba la America. Ladies and gentlemen, this was another production of the Eagle Eye Podcast. The number one source for all things Club America in English. Make sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Eagle Eye Podcast and get all the latest news and coverage. And subscribe to our podcast wherever it is you may listen.